talk. I'm not going to let you dupe me into thinking that we're not recording when you actually are. So I'm just going to not talk at all. <laughs> oh, that's great because it's, it's only all audio. It's a podcast. Well, I meant like until you give me, you know, the word that we're actually recording, I'm just not going to talk because I'm not going to get suckered into the whole like, oh, we've been recording type thing. I'm out of your game, man. I know how it goes. Okay. Tell me how you really feel. I just did. I'm okay. not going to talk. Good. Well, no. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no. shout out to start everything off uh congratulations on being facebook official finally <laughs> i hope i hope kayla sees this like, i i saw i saw that and i'm like wow about damn time because i was never really sure like i was always like walking on eggshells with that whole thing i'm like wait a minute so is this like eggshells i'm a pretty old person like a, is this an official thing well you know but everything is you know social media this and social media that so Listen, man, uh, when you wasn't have a... actually on Facebook, so I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't know, maybe they're just having a good time. When you have a four-year relationship that fails, and you take the ring back, you're, a little, you're a little gun-shy after that. That's fair. You know? That's fair. I, I, I Which, by the way, uh, hit me up at TonyCuse44 on the Twitter. Hit me up at Under the Hoodies Podcast on Facebook. If anybody knows a good pawn shop where I can get rid of an engagement ring, you know, I'd, I'd be quite happy. <laughs> Dude, I can pay for my SU season tickets for uh, basketball. Why don't you just try, like, Pawn King or whatever the hell yeah, it's I just called. Might. Uh, hey, speaking of Syracuse, big shout-out to the yes. Syracuse Orange football team. Huge win. I am a season ticket holder. I was there at the Dome. I went with my buddy and my boy from high school, Mikey. We rushed the field after the Syracuse Orange. I think they were, like, 21-point underdogs, something crazy like that, maybe more. Yeah, Upset like number two, defending national champion wow. Clemson. At the Dome. Wow, good for them. It was awesome. One of the best live games I've ever been to. I, I, I wish I would have been there. I, I, I watched the whole thing on, on ESPN. I was uh, uh, at home uh, with you know with the kiddo uh, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, By the way, Petey Boy, how long have you lived in Syracuse? For those who don't know, Pete's originally from Buffalo. Card-carrying member of Bill's Mafia. But how long have you lived in the Syracuse area now? Uh, it's been a little over three years now. How many times have you been to the Carrier Dome? Uh, twice. I've been to two uh, two football games. No yeah. basketball games. There's two I've left. Yet to, I've yet to get to a basketball game. There's two games left, Wake Forest and Boston College in November. You're going to one of those games with me, so figure out which one. That's fine. That's well, you're, you're also, you're also going to uh, – we got to go to a men's – because I've never been to a men's basketball Oh, game. I'm bringing you to Q's. Yeah, so, Battle yeah. in the boys this yeah. season? Oh, man, you're yeah. going. So, yeah, phenomenal time at the SU game. Like I said, we got to rush the field. I got to meet um, – I wish I knew the guy's name. It was some uh, defensive back for the Syracuse Orange. Got a picture with him, which uh, – hey, speaking of Mikey, there's his wifey. Uh, yeah, Mikey photobombed me in the picture. Phenomenal time. My, you know, that, that dude's like my brother, so wherever we go, we have a great time. Um, after the game, we hit up uh, Marshall Street to get some food to celebrate the win. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had the TVs playing, and the SU players are doing their post-game press conference. And um, uh, there's this family, you know, mom, dad, a uh, couple teenage kids. Thanks, Dad. We're, uh, we're um, watching the screen, the press conference. And they, uh, I, I believe that they had the camera on one of the uh, SU wide receivers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the wife, 
she you know middle aged wife. She's like, oh, you know, who's that? Is is that the is that the quarterback for SU? Mm-hmm. Mind you, anybody who knows SU football, quarterback's Aaron Eric Dungey, very athletic white dude, not an African American man, not by any means. So she, she keeps asking, like, oh, that must be the quarterback. Who is that? So I'm like, oh, here you you know, whenever there's an opportunity for me to be an asshole to a stranger, I yeah, take you have to I take seize it. the opportunity. Absolutely. And uh, I'm like, yeah, no, um, yeah, that's actually the goaltender for us, you. No, that's, we're not. We're not talking hockey tonight. Sorry. Yeah. For people who only listen to the audio part, wondering what's going on, Pete's responding to the comments from Facebook. Let's we'll let we'll just let those fly by. We'll respond after. All right. So yeah, I, I go to the wife. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's the that's the goalie for the SU uh, Orange football team. And she's like, oh, that's the goalie. Wow. Meanwhile, the father and the son look at me, and they're just like, they're like, wow. They got the joke, but clearly the wife didn't. Yeah. They leave a couple minutes later, and I go to Mikey, and I'm like, man, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a rough ride home, you know, them having to explain like <laughs> how SU doesn't have a goalie. So, a little bit after that, I look outside, and I happen to see a, a Clemson fan, okay. you know, wearing his national championship jacket and kind of looking forlorn. So, uh, you know, I pop open the door and I, I proceed to boo him. And the guy, after a few minutes, comes inside. We actually had a 10-minute conversation. I think the guy's name was, like, Fred or Frank. Really nice guy, stand-up dude. And, man, I, you know, I give him all the credit in the world. I, Clemson's a stand-up team. I give them all the credit in the world. Yeah. I guess after the game, their coach, Dabo Sweeney, came in the locker room and basically congratulated the SU players on their victory. How many coaches do you know that do that? Like, just awesome stand-up dudes. Yeah, that's very respectable. So, I... I'm rooting for Clemson that. to get to the title game. Hopefully, be Alabama again, or maybe Penn State. But yeah, but that's uh, great. yeah. So that's it for the. That's it for college. Talk. So let's talk. Let's talk pros. Let's get to the league. The biggest story: Aaron Rodgers. Let's yeah. just let's just address uh, broken clavicle in his throwing shoulder. They're saying out indefinitely six to eight weeks. It's, it's, the, rest, the, it's the rest of the season. I mean, he, yeah. he definitely needs surgery on it. Uh, they said that even if he didn't need surgery on it, it would at least take him to you know week 17, maybe even playoffs, if he did not need surgery. Yeah. Now that he needs surgery, let's just call it Let's just call it the season. Yeah. And I mean, it, it doesn't... Uh, this may anger Packer fans, but I see a bit of a parallel with Rodgers and Tony Romo. Because... <laughs> No, think about it though. <laughs> Romo broke his clavicle three times. Rogers has now broken his twice, and this time his throwing shoulder. Yeah, probably gonna need surgery. The year that Romo broke it a couple years ago, I thought Rogers broke the same side last time. No, he broke his non-throwing shoulder. Oh. This time it was his throwing shoulder. Okay, but you know the the Cowboys were like, we're in a weak division. Let's just hang on. We'll get Romo back. Get Romo back. Yeah. They get him back for the Thanksgiving game. Breaks it again. Yeah. Same kind of situation with the NFC North. Packers are in kind of a weak division. Vikings have a really good squad. Their quarterback, I mean, they're down to their third quarterback. You know, Case Keenum. Detroit has... You know, what is going on with Teddy Bridgewater? He got cleared to practice today, actually. So now he has... I forgot what his ailment was. Oh, dude, he he destroyed his knee. He tore his ACL. He, like, tore ligaments off. He... This that happened was, that was like, 16 months ago. I was going to say, that was like middle of last year. Like It was, was it was spring, or not spring training, um, uh, training camp in August. It was a practice on a non-contact going in, drill. Going into this year? No, no, last year. Going, He's last been out year. for 16 months. I was going to say, that's what, I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the injury was so bad, they thought he was going to lose his leg, that they might have to amputate it. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, do some research on this. I gotta send you the link on this. I was reading about it earlier. Yeah, I, I, I haven't it's done terrifying. that extensive research. Uh, no, it's terrifying. The guy legit almost lost his leg if it wasn't for the first responders and the EMTs on scene. Wow. It was really bad. Wow. Like it was so bad. Like NFL players are used to broken bones, concussions, injuries happen. It's part of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's built into the NFL the mantra "next man up," but. People will not talk about his injury. Like, whenever they bring it up or they talk about Teddy Bridgewater, players just, like, they put their heads down and, like, they just shake their heads and, like, they're horrified by it. Like, and non-contact, what did he do? Just just juke the wrong way or something? Just turn it the wrong way, I guess. Like, nobody will really talk about it. That's the crazy thing because it's, like, I mean, it sounds like what happened to to Delvin Cook. I mean, what is it with Minnesota players? They just juke a certain way and they go down. Minnesota just has terrible luck. Bradford's career might be over. 
Wait, your career might be over? I there's some talk. A, he just had a bad bruise on the knee. The guy's my age. How is his career over? Well, I mean, how many times has he torn his ACL? I think it's like two or three now. No, this is his second knee injury, and this is a bruise on the Bradford ball. has a long history of injuries. He had a long history of one injury, I think. One? Multiple? I thought he just had... I mean, he had a major injury. Sir, we're like 10 minutes in, and clearly you've done zero research. Come on. Well, I didn't think we were going to be talking off. about the Minnesota Vikings. Sorry, Andy, if you're listening. No, all NFL. But no, yeah. Well, come on, there's 32 teams. What do you want from me? I've got a job. I've got kids. Yeah, excuses. <laughs> I've got a job, too. i got two jobs. Work and the gym. But yeah, dude, it's... <laughs> It's rough, man. The Minnesota's been snake bitten by injuries. They always like I said, Dalvin Cook, Sam Bradford, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. But yeah, the fact that Bridgewater's actually practicing when they thought his career was over, where they might have, they thought they might have to amputate his leg, is wow. no small miracle. And now that he's practicing, he has three weeks to come off the the physically unable to perform list, or he's shut down for the season. Mm. But if they can get him back and he's somewhat decent, because people forget, man, like I think when he got injured. He was coming off, I think, his second year in the league, and he he led him to a playoff game. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't for oh, Blair Walsh just having a complete brain fart with field goal kicks, well, they would have they made it to the divisional round. Minnesota's, you know, snake bit with their kickers, too. I mean, Blair Walsh was just channeling uh, uh, Gary Anderson at that point. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, so that's... Man, just crapping all over Minnesota. Well, hey, you said defense. I don't do my research. I'm going hey. to hit you with some 99 knowledge. Hey, there you go. Well played, sir. <laughs> Yeah, they got beat by the Dirty Birds, the Falcons. That's right. But yeah, man, I'm I'm pulling for Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, stand up dude. Yeah. I remember I mean, watching him play in college. I'm I'm really pulling for the guy. But you know what what like you know, before this past week, what what seemed like a, a runaway division for uh the Packers is now just wide open because uh yeah. you know, Detroit, they could be a sneaky play. They, Detroit has the best quarterback in the division in. now, but yeah. they can't and I've said it before, they can't beat winning teams, and I just don't trust them. They have uh, just enough, a 60-year uh, history okay. of just failing when it means the most. Now, let me let me ask you, what do you think of Trubisky? We've seen him Trubisky, play, I like. Trubisky, I, sorry. I like, yeah. I like the Bears. I like their defense. They play teams tough. I think it's Trubisky always a close only game. has one weapon to use uh, that's not in the backfield, and that's Zach Miller. And Zach Miller is so injury-prone yeah. that I don't trust him. But they have no wide receivers to speed. They up. have no weapons around him. Yeah. They have no. I mean, I think he's a great player. I yeah. do. I think he's got a lot of talent, but he doesn't have the right kind of weapons to to lead the team anywhere. Yeah, it's going to take shame. time. It's going to take a team. lot of time. But I think Trubisky could be the answer for their quarterback. They're uh, they're my number one team as far as crappy teams that are overperforming. Well, yeah, you could also put the Bills in that category. I don't think the Bills are a crappy team. I think they're built well. But, um, They're not built well. <laughs> but yeah, as Nothing's far as built well, as far as the Rodgers injury, I mean, it's crippling for the Packers. No, oh, absolutely. It, it, it completely... Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable player to any team in the NFL. Hold even on, more, sir. Hold on, even sir. more so than Brady. You said the exact same thing about Andrew Luck about four weeks ago when we did a podcast. Rewind the tape and listen to it. You said that Andrew Luck was the most valuable player. To his team in the entire league, and now you're saying the same thing about Well, he Aaron is, Rogers. because much like Indy, Green Bay has a crap roster. Well, who's more valuable? I don't Aaron think Rogers? Jordy Nelson is all that great. I don't think he is either. You know be. what? I agree I think with you on that makes one, and I'm glad good. that you said that, because I think Jordy Nelson is completely overrated as a receiver. Yeah, I think he's good, don't get me wrong, but he's not like he's this. Not, he's not stellar. I mean, Aaron no. Rodgers makes him He's not the level of, he's not even close to Julio Jones. No. Antonio Brown, no. Odell Beckham, none of those guys. None of those guys. Uh, he's Rodgers makes the entire roster look better. Absolutely. Their lack of a running game. Absolutely. Their lack of blocking. I mean, you know, Devontae Adams. They're hey, terrible he got, defense. He got a, you know, Devontae Adams got a touchdown when um, Huntley came. Huntley? Is that it? Brent Huntley. Brent Huntley. From yeah. UCLA. Uh, you know, when he came in, uh, you know, Adams got the touchdown. Jordy Nelson was nowhere to be found. Yeah. You know, he just he just disappears without Rodgers. Yeah. So it's gonna be a tough go for the um, Packers, man. We'll we'll see uh, what happens this week. I I understand that Brett Favre has now shaved his beard um, and is getting you, you know, know that that's getting ready to nuts come back. Too. All these people are like, oh, they should call up Brett Favre. Call up oh, Tony Romo. Call up Tony Romo. Call up Colin Kaepernick. I mean, he's on the. Fr- oh, you know what? That's you know what? We're gonna revisit that one for a second because that whole class action 
uh, collusion lawsuit that he's yeah. bringing against well, the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, no, we're going to come back we'll to focus that. on the Packers quick and then yeah, we'll move fun. on. But the Packers have a long history of just using guys within their franchise. Yeah. Last time Luck went down, they had, um, I got him slipping on his name, but the, the backup played for him when he broke his clavicle the last time. What was it Tolzien? Yeah, Tolzien. Yeah, Scott Tolzien. They're not going to go outside the franchise. And I I kind of dig how Mike McCarthy in the pet, uh, post-game press conference immediately shut down the talk of Kaepernick. Just like oh, yeah. obliterated. Yeah, like, no, that was great. Not even close. Like, you know, we've developed Huntley for three years. We've developed Which, the, the third string for two years. I don't like, know about you, but did you know of Huntley three years? I never even knew he existed. I knew he was on the until, roster, yeah. Oh, okay. I watched I was, him in college. but When, just, when he said, yeah, we've been, you know, we've been developing him for three years, I'm like, since when? <laughs> well, he's been in the system. Like, he understands the playbook. But it's like, it's with any backup quarterback. Like, you know, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, there's just no true telling. I mean, the one thing going for the Packers is that division is kind of up in the air. But Well, it's it's theirs for the taking as long as everyone's healthy. But, you know, like we just said, without Rodgers. Yeah, and their secondary is just shattered with injuries. I think three yeah. corners went down in that game. Yeah, they do need to do something about the secondary. Yeah. Um, no, nah, we'll, we'll see. I, I, all right, if you were to pick right now, yep, divisional winner for the NFC North, who do you have? Minnesota Vikings. That's what I figured. Okay. Yep. I love their roster. That's fair. Yep. That's fair. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, do you so, want to, uh, you know what, let's let's step off the field for just one second. Yes. Let's. Um, and let's just talk about how... Uh, apparently the New York Giants were having a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. Which is true! Thank you, Al Michaels, for that. That was hysterical. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Loved every I was word of that the, sentence. I was watching the game with Kayla because she's a car-carrying Giants Pride member. Yeah. But man, like, when that happened, we both kind of looked at each other and were like, did we just hear that right? I and thanks to the magic of the internet, not 30 seconds later, it was posted up on Twitter. Oh, the exact it was video. trending. Oh my god, it was amazing. Bill Cosby. Alright. You know what, that leads into I think... The joke was funny. I feel like we've gotten so PC in this country. Yeah. And we get so butthurt about everything. So, you know, Al Michaels made the joke. I, the joke is not making fun of the, of victims. the victims. Right, exactly. It's making fun it's of making the offender. Fun. Yes. It's like when we make yes. Bill Cosby jokes. Yes. We're not making Thank fun you. of these women... That are being, you know, sexually assaulted. We're making fun of the, you know, the assaulter. The yes. person doing it. I just, I, people are just so quick to be offended by everything nowadays. I, it's like, let a joke breathe. It's, it's, it's crazy. You can tell it was truly funny because Chris Collinsworth, like, half laughed on Mike and then yeah. kind of like hit the cough <laughs> button and dropped out. That's how you know something's truly funny when you, when you pop a guy when he's not supposed to be popped. Right. Right. No, I... I just, uh, you know, and then the fact that they made him apologize for it, I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, just let oh, it go. Oh, and that's what's so lame, too. Just because let it go. Like, why did you, yeah, why, you know, because, you know, later, that revisits it. Exactly. It was it was a good ten minutes later, and it revisits the whole thing. And you know what? Just, it's the most half-hearted, lame apology you've ever heard. Oh, yeah. It's, like, not heartfelt at all. No. It means nothing. No. You're he better just, off he not just said it. He just said it because he had to say it. Yeah. Just, and you could, you could tell that immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? I was riding in my car, and I have that uh, free Sirius subscription, so I was listening to Howard Stern, and they do uh, Sternthology, where they play old clips from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And of course, because this is relevant in the news, they're playing a clip from 1994, when Al Michaels was on the Howard Stern Show. And they were talking about a prank phone call that the Stern Show did during everything that was going on with OJ. And okay. if you've never heard it before, go on YouTube, just search Howard Stern, OJ prank phone call. So basically a guy called him the Stern Show. Or no, he, um, excuse me, he didn't call him the Stern Show. It was a fan of the Stern Show, and he called into um, ABC News. Okay. And he was basically like, you know, he got on air, and he was pretending to be like a live witness. And he's like, oh, I, I live across the street. I can see OJ. He's in his car, and he's looking real scared. <laughs> That's kind of exactly what it sounds like, too. You gotta listen. It's hilarious. So, um, and he's talking to Peter Jennings, and Peter Jennings is like, Asking more questions. Like, clearly doesn't get that it's a fake phone call. Right. And just keeps going and going with the guy. And finally, at the end, the caller was like, well, thank you, Mr. Jennings. And he's like, Baba Booey to all of you. <laughs> and people that don't know, Baba Booey is just, you know, a Howard Stern shout-out. Like, 
anybody who's ever heard the Stern Show knows about Baba Booey. Yeah. So they cut into the, I think it was like the live Monday Night Football game to do this this call. And uh, Al Michaels was in the studio. Or no, Al Michaels was in the studio, but he was part of the broadcast. Yeah. And, you know, he comes on air and he's like, uh, yeah, um, we have reason to believe that that was a prank phone call from the people of the Howard Stern Show. <laughs> so he's on Stern talking about this. He's like, what do you think of the whole time? He's like, he's like, I knew from like two seconds in that it was yeah. a fake phone call. Yeah. But it just shows you, like, this is 23 years ago. Al Michaels has a sense of humor. Like, he doesn't mean any ill will by it. I love Al Michaels. Oh, so I absolutely love Al national Michaels. Treasure. He's, he's, he's been doing it for 40-plus years. He has, arguably, the greatest call in sports commentating history. Oh, with the Miracle. Do, you know, do you believe in miracles? I U.S. Mean, Olympic team. Yeah. That, gives, that just gives you goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could it not? Yeah, the you guy know, has it, so much equity just, built up where these absolutely. people are calling for his job in his head. I'm like, not gonna happen. Give it five days, yeah. we'll find something else to offend us. Exactly, like, exactly. If this, if this is the biggest thing, then we're okay. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Everybody, just calm down, relax. It's a joke. Just don't be so offended. It's amazing to me. Well, you know, let's let's take a step back onto the field. Let's talk uh, instead yeah. of talking calls off the field. Let's talk about calls on the field and oh, God. what does what does, seriously can can someone just, just just tell me what is a touchdown these days? What is a catch? What, what is, is a, a catch? Touchdown? What is a touchdown? What's a fumble? Is there a clear cut rule as to what is what? Yeah, I have a I have a philosophy on this. I feel like instant replay is almost in a way ruining football. It's like yeah, we want to get the call correct. But now we get to the point where you slow everything down frame by frame, millisecond by millisecond. Everything is up for interpretation. It's too much. They're taking human error out of the game, which, I mean, I, I get that because with the technology that we have these days, but yeah, now why you, do we have to, you know, why, why do we have to be subject to human error anymore, you know? It's not even human error, though. It just opens everything up for so much interpretation because... When you're going by the millisecond, well, yes, but it, you can but question anything. But it's also human error because, you know, I mean, a, a referee can make a, a, a bad call. It can be challenged. It can be looked at. And then it can be overturned because clearly the ref was in the wrong. I mean, if, if the ref says, no, he was out of bounds, and there's, you know, four inches of grass between the guy's toe and, and the sideline, yeah. you know, we can look at that and say, yeah, come on. You know, I mean, how did the ref, you know, not see that? You know, so you're, you're taking human error out of the game, which, yeah, okay, fine, in this day and age, yeah, why wouldn't we? But, like you said, and I agree with you, to take it frame by frame and then leaving it up for, to interpretation, I mean, honestly, some of these calls have to go to the Supreme Court of the United States just to get, like, a decent ruling on them. Yeah. It's insane. It is well, absolutely insane. And there's so many bylaws and loopholes and just, you know, it, you know, what day of the week is it? Is it a Monday night game or is it a Sunday afternoon game? Well, it's a Sunday afternoon game, so it's not a touchdown. But if it was Monday night, touchdown. No yeah. problem. You know, it's just, there's so many ifs, ands, or buts about, you know, what, what is going to make the call. You know, it, it's it's so ridiculous. And, and what I'm specifically referring to is the Austin Superior Jenkins' uh, second touchdown that I, I'm, I thought he was clearly in. Did you yeah. think he was clearly in? I Well, what they argue, he was definitely in. What they argue is that he lost control of the ball. And the call on the field is right according to the rule book. But much like the is it a catch rule, but it's a terrible lose, rule. But when did he lose control? Because I've seen guys lose control of the ball in the end zone, yep. but after they cross the plane, whether it's in the air or on the ground, and the ball comes out. There's some weird loophole where if it, you lose control of the ball anywhere else in the field, it's a fumble and you get the ball back You know where you lost it out of bounds. But when it comes to the end zone and the pylon, it becomes a touchback. It like It's a frustratingly stupid rule. Much wow. exactly like the catch rule, like with the whole Des Bryant and the Green Bay playoff game. Yeah. By rule, it's not a catch. But what I'm saying is the rule is stupid and needs to be changed. <laughs> like, I'm still butthurt about this. The fact that you can take three steps, you lunge always, with the ball. You will always be butthurt about it. But And then people say, oh, you're being a Cowboys homer, like because the call went against you. People tend to forget three or four years before that, the first ever time this happened, the first instance or popular instance that I can remember yeah. was the Calvin Johnson touchdown. Yes. Where he went in the end zone, came down with it, popped up, and the ball came out at the last second. Yep. And somehow they ruled it wasn't a touchdown. I'm like, what makes a catch? But then Basically, again, the Jets got hosed, man. Oh, they that did. was ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely they did. 
And, and the he same, never truly lost control of the football. Yeah, it like juggled in his hand, like, and that's what I mean by the you know doing frame by frame, millisecond right. by millisecond. So for like a couple milliseconds, it came you know up out of his hand. Right. Never touched out of bounds. He grabbed it back again as he's going out. Like, right. now it's absurd okay. to me. So now and the original call on the field was a touchdown. And yes, somehow was. there was enough there evidence was enough to overturn, to overturn it. it. Yes. Now Insane. let's let's take that thought and let's steer it into the Cam Newton touchdown. Clearly had control, was running it in, dove towards the pylon, was in midair, hit out of bounds, but no part of him touched out of bounds yet. Yeah. Brought the ball over the pylon, which in any other universe that's a touchdown, because the pylon, as even one of the commentators noted, uh, the pylon goes round the world. Yeah. It's it's, it's it's endless. It's endless. It goes round the world. Up and down, left to right, what have you. So why was that not a touchdown? It, dude, it's mind-boggling. It, I mean, it worked for me personally. I, I can't complain too much because the next play, he threw it to Calf for the touchdown. I got Calf in my fantasy, so it worked. I'm not going to complain. Yeah. But we're leaving too much stuff up for interpretation but, like that. But, I mean, come on. Like, that, uh, you know, that yeah. was, let's face it, like, that that should have been a touchdown. Yeah. I'll be the I first go with the old adage. Like, that should have been a touchdown. If it looks like a touchdown, it smells like a touchdown, it is a touchdown. It, is, it tastes like it a touchdown. It is a catch. Yeah, like, we're splitting hairs of this it's, stuff. It's crazy. It's like, absolutely I, crazy. People were trying to say, and, you know, the, the Packers head coach was saying that the hit on Rodgers, he felt, was illegal. Perfectly legal hit. But when you I freeze it, it down frame by frame by frame, it looks uh, like, you know, he hits him late and drives him into the turf. It's like, dude, that's kind of the whole objective. Yeah, I mean, how many other how many other plays do we see where guys get driven? I mean, just because, what, because it's Aaron Rodgers? Because, you know, we can't hit Aaron Rodgers. We can't hit Tom Brady. We can't hit, you know, any other giant franchise quarterback. I mean, yeah. you know. It, it does I mean, hurt the league, but, though, but man. Do, it hurts but, the fans. It hurts the product. Like, I don't want to see the best quarterbacks in the league going out. I don't want to see these franchise I don't want to see these guys out. going down either. I don't want to yeah. see them going down either, but... It's well, going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, you're seeing a lot more now, too, as it's, we're getting more mobile yeah. quarterbacks. Rodgers out. Yeah. Carr went out for a couple games. Mariota went out. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two both went out two years in a row. Right. But you got the pocket passers. Drew Brees starts every game. Eli Manning has a crazy consecutive start streak going yeah. like 10 years plus. Yeah. Phillip Rivers never leaves a game. Well, All he, these pocket well, passers. He, he's got God on his side, so he's fine. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and his eleven kids. And his eleven kids. Um, but no, I, I just you know the the calls. I mean, like you said, I think there there is. It, it's nice to have the video replay, but it's getting to a point where it's like you know, holy God, just yeah. you know, it, it, it slows down the game. It slows down the game. Sports. And you know what? Maybe that's the reason why the Nielsen ratings are are plummeting. Ah, good segue. Maybe that's why. Not because people are taking knees. Not because, you know, the NFL is being politicized in every way, shape, and form for the last four weeks. Because the games are too goddamn long. They're being dragged out by by one play taking five minutes to, to decipher whether it's a completed pass or not. Yeah, whether they... it's a touchdown or not. Whether it's this, whether it's that. You know, when I ask people, like, hey, do you watch football? And if they tell me no, I mean, I usually don't talk to them anymore yeah. after that. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, trust you, especially but, if you're a male. If, if it's, but, you know, one of the main reasons I, I hear people tell me that they don't like to watch football is because it takes too long. Yeah. That's what they tell me. And you know what, too, that that's that's rough to have because that was kind of the death knell for uh, baseball. Yeah. That's the main complaint. Oh, it takes too long. It's if boring. I if I want to take a nap in the middle of an afternoon, I will put on a baseball game, and <laughs> and I'll have no problem. I don't need Nyquil. I don't need alcohol. I just yeah. put on a baseball I game. I feel like and it doesn't affect you and me as much though, because anybody who watches the NFL and is a true fan is smart enough, like us, to have the Red Zone Channel. Yes. Seven hours straight of commercial free football, that's and that's another thing that I think may be hurting the ratings, because I I'm not exactly sure. How watching Red Zone is factored into the ratings because you're switching. They're switching every game in the league that's well, going on at the it's, time. It's not because uh, it's it's its own it's its own network. It's its own streaming device, if you will. It, it would it would be like um, yeah, but the ratings are taken by each 
each channel, Fox, CBS, NBC. And those ratings affect how much they can charge for ad revenue dollars with their commercials, which is right. crucial for but them. The, but here's the thing is that uh, there are no ads for Red Zone. And it's basically, yep. Red Zone is a middleman. So instead of us watching those channels directly, we are watching those channels through another channel. Yep. And therefore, we're not contributing to the viewership of those channels. So that's what could be hurting so the ratings. So that's also hurting the ratings. Yeah. But again, it, it goes back to the fact that if you watch one solid game, holy shit, does it take forever. <laughs> it yeah. takes forever. Red Zone has kind of spoiled me. Now because... see, I have to watch the Bills because they're never on the damn Red Zone. <laughs> because they're never in the Red Zone. That's why you gotta have two So TVs. they can't be on the Red Zone. So I have to, I have to succumb to watching a full-length Bills game. And I swear to God, when I get to the end of it, with the commercials, with the delayed, we got to look at this play, with all the this and that, this and that, and then the final score is six to three. Give me a fucking gun. <laughs> That'll probably be the score of this weekend's game against Tampa. <laughs> probably <laughs> six three Bills win. <laughs> Most boring game ever. Yeah, but man, I, I feel like Red Zone has spoiled me because when I watch Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, I have yeah. a hard time getting through the game because yeah. I hate the commercials. You score a touchdown, commercial. Extra point, commercial. Kickoff, commercial. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I just want constant action. I let's, have ADD let's put that, to the let's, extreme. That, that's what should be on Come On, man, before Monday Night Football. Just a football game. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Get it over with. And it's rough, too, for the league because it seems Holy like shit. every player they have at a commercial is going down to injury. Oh, yeah. Rodgers. Why? Yeah. Odell Beckham. They're... For a sport that relies more on like the strength of the shield and not individual players, you know, much it's much different than the NBA where it's a star driven league. Yeah. The few stars they have, they're losing them at a rapid pace. Yeah. So I think that's hurting the rating as well. I mean, generally we get piss poor Monday night football matchups. We got a good one coming up this week though. Thankfully, but I mean, dude, the Titans versus the Colts. The Colts minus Andrew Luck. And the Titans who you know, besides in Tennessee, really don't have a fan following. They're yeah. an up-and-coming team, but they don't have a diverse fan base by any means. Do they still do the thing? I remember a couple of years ago where, like, kind of based on how teams were doing, they would actually change up who plays Monday night. Or is it, like, set in stone now? No, no, no. They have flexes. Well, not for Monday night. Monday night set in stone because you're changing a whole day. Right. But I think it's, like, week 16 through, or week 6 through, like, 16. Yeah. The Sunday night game can be flexed. Okay. And you only need, like, a week or 10 days notice. Yeah. But they can only do it so many times, and then only a certain team can only be in prime time so many times. Okay. Like, if you remember at the end of last year with how well the Cowboys were doing, they flex them in every. Prime yeah, time that's, spot. that's what I thought. Because they're rating There was a lot of moving around there. Yeah, so which Green Bay was I as well. I wasn't sure but if that was still a thing. Yeah, the Packers were rating Juggernaut as well, but yeah. now they lost Rodgers, not so much. No, they'll they'll be on the 1 o'clock slate yeah, pretty but much the rest of the season. It, it's frustrating because the Monday night slot, you know, they, they look at the schedule ahead of time, they look at the previous year, and they try to forecast, like, oh, who's going to be the good team? You know, who should we put on prime time? And unfortunately, like, the Colts are on a lot, the Raiders, the Giants. Yeah. At least the Chiefs are good. They've been on a lot. But it's like, you're kind of handcuffed if the team doesn't do all that well. Yeah. I wish, in a way, they could flex the Monday night games. But, I, you know, if you got fans coming out of town and booking hotels, it yeah. would be a little rough. Yeah, I get it. They definitely need to flex more, at least the Sunday night games, though. Could be a decent Thursday night game this week, too. you got Chiefs at Oakland. I think it'll be a really good game. That should be fun. The, that's a huge game too. It depends what Marshawn Lynch shows up that day. If if we get you know he's a thirty two year old running back. I know, man. but if we when get they like sign Percy him, I'm like, really give a shit Marshawn Lynch. You then, let Murray uh, walk a young guy, and you yeah. sign a guy who sat out for a year, Marshawn Lynch, who's thirty two. Like and Murray's not doing anything in Minnesota right now. Unfortunately, not. No. No. McKinnon's McKinnon's the show right there, man. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But. Um, that game is huge, though, because Kansas City's coming off an embarrassing loss. Mm-hmm. Raiders are coming off a loss. Raiders are 2-4. and four. They lose this game to Kansas City, they're they're looking up by three games. That's, yeah, this is a must-win. Or no, win. that'll be four Definitely. games, actually. Excuse me. They, I, yeah, it's a must-win for the Raiders. Their season could be done. They'll be at the bottom of the division. They're right. tied right now with the Chargers at the bottom. 
Right. For a team that we thought was like AFC championship worthy, like I I called them to go to the Super Bowl after week one. Yeah. I thought they were going to not more. Yeah, Amari Cooper just hasn't. What is he doing out there? The way he thought he would. Carr oh has struggled. God. The line has struggled. The defense is terrible. And, and you know, I, I keep you know I listen to to you know uh, well it, it's it's fantasy centric, uh, but you know I listen on on Sirius XM, um, and but all the guys are saying, oh yeah, Cooper's gonna bounce back. Cooper's gonna bounce back. And they've been saying it for like two three weeks now. You, like, I don't really feel like, and I hate to crap on the guy, and I know my buddy Tommy. May agree, may disagree, because he's a huge Raiders fan. He, and he will well, comment how on can Cooper that. bounce back when he's never been elite? Like, he came into this league with a lot of fanfare. I, You know, he runs phenomenal routes. I thought the guy was going to be a true number one stud in this league, but, you know, he, like, leads yeah, the league and drops. He hasn't performed yet. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's, he's not proven I mean, when I, I mean, when I think elite, I think, you know, Antonio Brown. I don't need you to bounce back. One. I need you to just do something to be consistent. Yes, yes. I mean, he... Uh, I think this past game, he actually passed. He, he got more yardage in this past game than he did like the previous three games total. That's insane. That's for your supposed and, number and, one guy. And still, Thank he, God and, they have Crabtree, who's been great. And I think he only got like maybe forty yards, but it still like beat the previous three weeks combined. It was yeah. something ridiculous like that. But uh, sorry, Tommy. I mean, hey, you know, truth it hurts. happens. Truth hurts, man. Yeah, sorry, I, I hate that. You know, and um, I expect the Chiefs to bounce back in a big way. I I, I would hope. So. I, I mean, like the way they're, they're built. I like their roster. I just don't trust Alex Smith. I think when the gonna, weather gets I, crappy I, or in the playoffs. I honestly think that they're going to be handed one more loss before they make a true bounce back. I think they. I think Oakland will take this one. Really? I think. I think they'll find a way to. I I don't know what the spread is, but I I think the Chiefs. Maybe take one more on the chin, and then we'll see him bounce back. So you're taking Oakland in this game? I just I, I I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't say I'm taking them, but I wouldn't be shocked if 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 the Chiefs if the Chiefs take one more on the chin and then bounce back. Especially uh, by the way, Kansas City is the road team at Oakland. They are a three point favorite. Okay, that's not. I mean, that's nothing to. You know, ride home about. I mean, I, I thought it would have been a lot more. I thought it would have been at least a touchdown in Kansas City's favor. Maybe if it was in Kansas City, I could see that. Uh, maybe, but, but generally, even, but it's tough still. on the road team on a Thursday yeah, night game. Yeah, but even still, I mean, a Thursday night game on the road, and you're only—I mean, it's only a three-point differential. You know, I—I I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City takes one more on the chin, and then you know bounces back. They got a bye week. Uh, I think their bye week is week ten, so they've got. At least one more home game between now and then, and I, I would say it's their next home game that they they make their bounce back. You know, uh, Kareem Hunt has a huge game and and goes off for you know one thirty five and and you know two touches or something like that. You know, it's just something crazy. Yeah, and he finally struggled in this game. I mean, this guy yeah, yeah. was leading the league in rushing. They finally found in a the way second to bottle half. Him up. They finally found a way to bottle him up. And that's what you got to do. You know, you just, you, you have to exploit the weakness. Yeah. You know, and not, not only, and, and not only the weakness, but you have to, uh, you have to, I, I, I'm, for, I'm losing my train of thought. Yeah, I, clearly. You, 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 you get what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. What was the next topic that you wanted to discuss? I don't know. I feel like I've been pitching them. What do you got? Well, you wrote them all down beforehand. That oh, was part okay. of the show prep, remember? Yeah, well, I think we covered everything, though. I will double check. Yes. But, um, I mean, honestly... Whew, Kansas City well, what, what it really, a tough stretch. Broncos really, at home uh, the week after. That's Sunday Night Football. Yeah, but you know what? After they're prime time a ton. After, after, the what the, after what the Broncos did on uh, uh, you know Sunday night... It's one game. It's one game, but they lost Emmanuel Sanders. Demarius Thomas is hurt. They they don't have a whole lot of weapons on offense. C.J. Anderson is a, is a waste of, of we, space. we thought the same thing about the Giants. They lost all their wide receivers, and they went to Denver and shellacked the Broncos. Well, they they learned, it's all about matchups. They man. learned to do they learned divisional game. Chiefs Broncos could go either way. I don't know. With Trevor Simeon, he's just he's not. I don't trust him either. But it's not like Derek Carr is lighting the world on fire right now. That's fair. And he's the Broncos worth, and he's have a phenomenal defense million. against a struggling Raiders offense. Right. 
It, dude, if we've learned anything about the NFL this year, like, parity is just rampant throughout the league. So well, there's it's no, unpredictable. There's it's no the, definite whole, on anything. This whole season has just been unpredictable. I mean, you could have... Like, for example, who do you think is the number one team right now in the NFL? Who has the best record? I'll put it that way. Uh, Let's see where I'm leading. Well, uh, they played on Thursday night football. The Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but they, Kansas City is also five and one. Yep. And uh, uh, wait a minute. No, who, but it's hard to say Kansas City is the number one team when they just got shellacked by the Steelers. But where I'm going with this, enough, isn't there one more team that's five and one though? I don't know. But let okay. me get my point in here. All right, fine. So where I'm going with this is the Philadelphia Eagles look like the best team now. Kansas City looked like the best team last week, and they got shellacked by Pittsburgh. Right. The Eagles have a tough game against the Redskins this coming Monday night in Philly. I wouldn't be surprised if the Redskins take that game. Just when you think it's a tough you're, place to play, man. Yes, but it's a divisional game. Yeah. That all goes out the window. It's gonna be close no matter what. Redskins have played every team tough this year. So when push comes to shove, just when you think you're sure of something in the NFL, you're not sure. I think Carson Wentz has better chemistry with the weapons at his disposal than Kirk Cousins does. Kirk Cousins has a tight so end. Very sure of this game, and I'm smelling a bet. Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, he he's got great tight ends in, um, you know, Jordan. I mean, he's got Jordan Reed, but he's always injured. Uh, his other tight end is it Vernon Davis? Is he the is he the number two? For uh, Washington. For Washington. I think it's Vernon Davis, yes. if I'm not mistaken. All right. He's not bad. He, he'll have an 80-yard game with no problem. But I like Cousins. He's still... You he's, like that! You like that! He is still trying to click with Terrell Pryor. They got lucky that one Monday night game. You know, we had that 45-yard bomb to, to him in the end zone. He got lucky. I'm smelling actually, that. Actually, Pryor, you know, smelling it. Pryor got away with a push-off on that one. That was totally offensive pass interference, but whatever. Yeah. I'll let it slide. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, they want to start using Josh Doxson more, which I agree because the kid's got talent. Um, you know, solid number two, but, um, you know, he, I, I think Carson Wentz has, has better chemistry with, with definitely, definitely Aguilar. He's come a long way as a slot receiver. Yeah. He's finally he, he developed found his, a very he found his solid pace. option. He found his pace. Yeah. You know, that's his favorite target. Uh, right there. Zach Ertz is outstanding. Probably the best tight end consistently in the league right now. He's out there with Kelsey and Kelsey. Gron- can't really say Gronk because he's always yeah, hurt. Exactly, but I mean, he's he's a he's a good. Just you know, you forget about him, but he's he's there and he's good. He had two touchdowns last game. I mean, granted, he only had two receptions and like thirty six yards total, but they were both in the end zone. So, I think he's clicking a lot better now. Their backfield needs some work. Yep. You got Smallwood coming back from injury, uh, so we'll see how he works. But he's great for checkdowns, which is what Wentz likes to do as well. Yeah, you know, I just I just think that they have a much better chemistry offensively than the Redskins do. Right. Not to mention, not to mention that I I don't believe um, who's the All Star cornerback. Help me out, Josh the, Norman. Josh Norman. I don't think he's going to be back. So that you take that piece of it away, on top of the Philly offense that I just explained, in Philly at the link, yep. I gotta give it to Philly. Philly is favored by five. How do you feel about that? Not bad. I could see him winning by a touchdown. I could see this being That's a. Our bet. I could see this being the skins. a. Uh, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna take it one further. I I could see this being thirty. This is gonna be a thirty-one twenty-four game. I'm going to go 27-24 skins. Hmm. Earlier in the year, they played in Washington. Now, wait a minute. Is our, is, our, is our bet for that five point, that's with the five points? Oh, yeah. We're about Okay, all right. I just, wanted, I just wanted to be sure. Yeah. Skins are three and two. Phillies <laughs> five and one. It's um, big. I, I, it's going to be a great game. I mean, this is this is gonna be a Monday night. I, I will be honest. It's finally uh, a Monday night game. I'm gonna stay stay awake for. Absolutely. I will I will drink a cup of coffee before this game. Yeah. Just to, just to I be sure. tried to watch the Titans Colts game, and by halftime, I, I dude, I didn't even make it to halftime. It was three to three, and I was like, eh, okay, this could be decent. Next thing I know, I'm out. I, I, I really just, wish I, I knew how the executives at ESPN truly felt. When they shelled out $990 million for Monday Night Football, that's how much they paid for the contract, $990 million for Monday Night Football games, which three quarters of them every year are just 
complete garbage and the crappiest playoff game that gets played at 4 o'clock on a Saturday. And last year was the Raiders without Carr versus the Houston Texans. Now, by comparison, they pay $990 million for that game. CBS pays, I believe, $1.1 billion. Fox pays $1.1 billion. And then I think NBC for Sunday Night Football pays around a billion dollars as well. Wow. ESPN gets shelled. Yikes. I've almost thought because, you know, that network has been cutting salaries, cutting money where they can. They're bleeding money. Yeah. And for people who don't know how the, the cable packages work, you can... If you order up Time Warner Cable or Spectrum, as it's now called, or DirecTV or Dish Network, you know, whatever you have, you can never turn on ESPN, never watch it, not be a sports fan at all. It's something like 7 to $9 of your cable bill goes toward ESPN. They have the highest rights fees of any network. So it doesn't matter if you're not even watching the damn thing. Your bill goes up partially because of ESPN. Because what they've said about live sports is it's DVR proof. You have to watch it, so they command so much money. But what I'm interested in is when they renegotiate. That's because you're part of an evil corporation. <laughs> oh boy! But when they renegotiate these TV deals, I mean, that money's got to come down a little bit because they're not making as much money, mm-hmm. you know, off commercials. The ad revenue dollars aren't there because people are DVRing it, skipping commercials, streaming it. You know what's you know what's going to happen? Disney's just going to buy out Red Zone or Amazon or Amazon. Can you imagine if Amazon got their hands on Monday Night Football, like stole it from underneath ESPN's nose? Yeah. It was like, hey, we now have Monday Night Football. Join Amazon Prime. You right. get Monday Night Football for free. Or Wow. They're already using like drones to ship stuff to people's houses like maniacs, like next yeah. day shipping. Like they're literally trying to take over the world. <laughs> we're gonna have, like we're gonna have three or four businesses in the next like twenty years that just run everything. It'll be like Facebook with Zuckerberg, yeah. Apple, and Amazon. And they'll own everything. Pretty much. And then we'll get the tattoos, and that'll be our currency, and they'll scan our arms, <laughs> and they'll know every little thing that's going on, and they'll be cloning, you know, parts of us that we don't even George, know about. George Washington will be replaced by Mickey Mouse on the dollar bill. <laughs> oh, here we go! Back on the corner store? Bring your Mickey box. Oh! But, uh... It's insane, man. Yeah. It's it scary. Is, it is. It's almost as insane, and, I, and I, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but... That degree of insanity is almost as uh, insane as what the hell is going on with Zeke and his court case now. He's back on, peeps. If you haven't heard the news, Zeke is now no longer suspended. He was suspended for 24 hours. You know what the Zeke suspension is like? It's like Wayne's World where they're playing hockey in the street. (laughs) Car comes by. (laughs) Game off. Game on. Game on. Game off. Game That's on. a great net. I love that. That's it great. is. Ezekiel Elliott is, is the goalie net where they have to keep pulling it up off the street, putting it back on, pulling it off. Dude, yeah. I'm so, so freaking sick of that's, it. That's a great analogy. We sue you. We counter sue you. We sue back. Like, dude, yeah. just, I know exactly what's going to happen. They're going to do this all year long, keep flip-flopping. He's in, he's out, he's in, he's out. Zeke is going to, just the mental stress of it, he's going to struggle the whole year. I already said, you know, before the season, he was going to have a sophomore slump as it was. And then, come playoff time, if the Cowboys do happen to make the playoffs, boom, Zeke suspended. Probably. We won't have him for the playoffs. And then we'll try to throw in McFadden, Alfred Morris, and get completely away from our game plan because, you know, Coach Ginger, you know, doesn't like to use a proper game plan or stick to it. If, so. if Zeke, if... If and when Zeke goes out, who do you think is going to be the starter? Is it going to be Morris or is it going to be McFadden? Because McFadden, is, he hasn't played. He hasn't even been on the field for the last six yeah. weeks. McFadden's a better blocker, but Morris, I think, has more more explosion. Can be the better runner. It's tough, man. They have this young guy, too. Um, oh, God, he played quite a bit in the preseason. It was really impressive. He's the, he's the brother of our linebacker, and I'm skipping on his name. That's all right. He's your number four? Rap. Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, it would make more sense. It was. It's just strange to me because I hear, you know, when, when Zeke was going out, everyone was saying, oh, McFadden's, you know, handcuff him, you know, in fantasy and whatnot. It was McFadden, McFadden. Oh, God. What a nightmare that's caused for fantasy teams, too. Oh, yeah. And, and as a Zeke owner, it's it's been just as tough. 
People are trying uh, to trade I, I him totally, left and right. I, totally now regretting it. I held on to him. All I Rod did... Smith. I'm sorry, that was his name. Oh, pretty generic. Couldn't can't believe, yeah. kind of can't believe you. I was super impressive preseason though. Um, I like him and young guys a shot. But you know when I when I heard about the suspension, all I did was go. I just went on the waivers and I was like, eh, Morris. You know, I'll just kind of yeah. keep him stashed. I mean, that was it. People were freaking out. Like, what do I do with Zeke? Do I trade him? Do I keep him? What do I do? Man? Like, just I don't know. Like, you've seen the you've seen the precedent. Like, you know, yeah. I, I wish they could just come to a settlement and just be like, okay, three games, sit. And he's like, okay. I yeah. just want it over yeah, with. Yeah, just split the difference. Yeah. Brady finally six. just succumbed to it because he's like, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm over it. Like, Honestly, you know what? I think Zeke enjoys it a little bit. I think he's like, yeah, let's go to cart. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <sighs> Who knows? Oh, I'm going to get turned over by this by this court? I'll take it to this one. It's a nightmare. It's getting to the point now where, like, are they going to do this with every suspension? <sighs> I would say with every high-profile suspension, yes. Yeah, for sure. And with every high-profile, I mean... You know, God forbid, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, does something totally out of out of character and finds himself suspended for six games. Yeah, it'll be the same, probably the same yeah. thing. You know, Real quick, speaking of Rodgers, too, did you see how uh, after he, he took that hit and broke his clavicle, how he's just cursing out the guy that hit him? Yeah, they actually pixelated his mouth. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, wondering if, I, I'm wondering if he got fined for that or not. Or because he's Rogers, we'll look past it. I think it's because it's because he's Rogers, we'll look past it, and he was hurting. You know, I think it's a that findable offense. Man. I think that cursing I, on the field, I, like, and the cameras I, pick it up. I think uh, you know they'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he had just broken his collarbone. He had a lot of adrenaline going. He wasn't really in the right mindset. And plus, it's Aaron Rodgers. I think. I think if anything, it'll be a slap on the wrist that doesn't hit the public's attention. You know, yeah. it'll be like hopefully it's not know, a pat on the back near the shoulder. <laughs> Too soon. Too yeah. soon. Uh, but I think that's, that's that's pretty much been the week, though. That's, you know, it's just been injuries and more controversy and... Mediocrity. You know, mediocrity. Un- unpredictability. Kind of I, I, I wouldn't say mediocrity. I would say unpredictability. Unpredictability. Yeah. It's just across the board. Officiating, uh, uh, playmaking. It's just been unpredictable. Yeah, you, know, you, you think, know what was a good you think game guys last week? Explode and they're not. You know, it's it's just. I I really enjoyed a red zone that Saints Lions game. Like that was fun you, to watch. you thought going in, like okay, yeah. this has, this will probably be a high scoring game, a shootout yeah. back and forth, but not for any of the reasons you thought. There were like three or four defensive touchdowns in that game within within minutes. A dude caught a pick in the end zone for the Saints within minutes. Yeah, my like it was it was. Literally, I think maybe three minutes apart, there were there were two or three touchdowns, yeah. and you, you know, know defensive touchdowns in the end zone, and and uh, uh, a fumble a recovery too, if I'm not mistaken. I think wasn't uh, um, Stafford was sacked, but he lost the ball, and then the Saints picked it up right in the end zone. So that was another yeah, touchdown right there. Like so it's just, just it's insane. They might have ruled it a pick. I'm not sure, but don't look now, man. The Saints are on fire. They won three in a row. For a team where we thought their defense was terrible, I think in the last three games they've given up like 17 points a game. Yeah. Their turnover differential is plus 11. It just goes to show you. You pair that with Kamara. You don't need Bobby Ryan. That's or, uh, Yeah, Rob Ryan. Yeah, you don't need him. Yeah, but you got Alvin Kamara killing it. You got... Um, uh, well, now that, they got rid, now, now that they oh, got rid... running back. Ingram. Ingram, Now yes. that they got rid of Peterson, that's a solid backfield now. Oh, phenomenal. Peterson was just muddying the waters. I'm glad they got rid of him. He's doing great in Arizona. Oh, I mean, my God, he dude. Did, he 26 did. carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. He killed the Peterson of old. He killed it. I don't see that um, team keeping it up, though, with all their stars no. over 30. But no. no, 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 no. It's fun I mean, to that watch. Was, but it was, yeah, it was, hey, good for him. Um, but that was a great move on New Orleans' part because now you can have a clear-cut back, backfield with just Ingram and Kamara. Um, they each have their distinguished roles. I think they gotta get Kamara in the end zone a little bit more, um, or at least attempt to get him in the end zone a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but finally, the Saints have matched their high-powered offense with an opportunistic defense. I guess you could remember say the last the, time they had that Super Bowl champs. That's right. That's right. I, I, I guess, in that division, we thought Tampa was gonna own it. Man, not so much. Yeah. Atlanta's having that Super Bowl hangover. Because somehow they give up a 17-point lead. Atlanta loves blowing leads. That is their thing to do. I'm, I'm glad you and finished home. that with the word leads. Because I wasn't quite sure what you were going to say that they love. Yeah, blowing. yeah. Um, Dude, you know the AFC East has more wins in yeah. Atlanta than the Falcons? 
Really? Miami and Buffalo have two victories. I think Atlanta themselves has one in their new stadium. Oof. That's rough. Yeah, in uh, the Mercedes-Benz Butthole Arena. Butthole Dome. Yeah. We'll start calling it the Butthole Dome. But uh, we're going to wind it up here soon. Let's do quick hits. I'm just going to spit out the games for next week. We've got okay. some good matchups, and let's uh, we'll each get I'm winners. Gonna give, I'm going to give myself five seconds to respond as soon yep. as you see the game. We're going to talk Casey Oakland. Uh, Tampa Bay Buffalo. Bills. Bills. Carolina, Chicago. Panthers. Carolina. Tennessee, Cleveland. Tennessee. Titans. Saints, Packers. Saints. Saints. Uh, Jags, Colts. Jags. I'm going Colts. Really? Yeah, at home, I just... I, Jacksonville's so hot and cold, I just never know with them. Nah, I, it, Indianapolis has Mack and Hilton, that's about it, and I think Jacksonville can I, shut them down. I like Jacoby Jack, Brissett. I think Jacksonville's corners can shut down the receivers. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals, Rams. Rams. Eh, ooh. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, and it's in London, by the way. Oh, that's even worse. That's um, actually a good game that we're sending overseas for once. Yeah, London finally gets two good teams. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Rams though because I think they have more receivers than Arizona has cornerbacks. I'm gonna take cards. I'm gonna ride that Peterson train for a little bit. Yeah, have fun with that one. Jets, Dolphins. Yeah, Jets. <laughs> J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Ravens, Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, Vikes. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. That's the battle of the purple right there. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of purple on the screen. Or black versus purple. Yeah. I dig it. Cowboys versus the 49ers. Are you kidding me? Cowboys with, Cowboys. Zeke, with Zeke in there against their run defense? <laughs> no challenge. This one I find interesting. I want to get your take on this quick. Uh, okay. Seahawks, Giants. Seahawks. Uh, easy there. Wow. Peanut Gallery. Uh, I'm actually gonna go Giants. The Seahawks don't play well on the road, they don't. Play well in the East Coast. The one thing going on there uh, that's advantageous for them is the game is a 425 kick. But still, I I'm I'm gonna take the Giants. I'm gonna go even bolder and not only say that I think it's gonna be Seahawks, but I I'm gonna say this is gonna be Jimmy Graham's game of the year. All right. I, I like think it. he's gonna I think he's gonna he's just the the Giants cannot defend uh, on on tight end. Uh, what I'm calling the black and blue game, one of the most penalized games of the season every year. You got the Bengals traveling to Pittsburgh. Against my better judgment, I'm actually going to grab the Bengals on this one. Oh, really? I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say the Bengals upset Pittsburgh at home. So here's a little stat. Since 2015, including the playoffs, the Bengals Steelers have combined for 19 penalties, extracurricular penalties, which includes unsportsmanlike conduct, unnecessary roughness, roughing the passer, and taunting penalties. Wow. I'm saying right now over under Vontez Burfecht, 2.5 penalties. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the over. All right. By far. Because <laughs> God forbid that man is a train wreck. Uh, Broncos at the Rams. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was Excuse say, me. Yeah, Broncos yeah, uh, at the Chargers. I, I was going to say, thank I you. I still can't get used um, to these teams with LA in front of them. Yeah, it's fine. It's so weird. Dude, the Sabres played the Vegas Golden Knights the other night. Uh, last night, I'm like, what the hell? Vegas has a hockey team now. Yeah, but anyway, it's pretty badass, though. Um, all right, Broncos and Chargers. I'm going to say Chargers. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to the Chargers. I'm going to say Chargers. In front of their, on yeah. their 10,000 home fans and probably 18,000 <laughs> Bronco fans. Terrible. Uh, great Sunday night game, Super Bowl rematch, Falcons at the Pats. I uh, in Foxborough. I'm gonna go Falcons. I'm gonna go Pats. I figured you would for sure at home. I I don't expect to win that that guess. They can't lose another home game. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Atlanta. Okay. I I just and then we like, already talked about the Monday night matchup. Yeah, the we talked about that at length. The buys are the Lions and the Texans. Which I'm sad to see Only the Texans two teams on, on bye. Yeah, I'm wow. sad to see the Texans on bye because I've been loving the role Deshaun Watson is on. Well, you know, get it out of the way and you get the rest of the year. Yeah, but yes, I do love Deshaun Watson. I love the, excuse me, I love the uh, Watson Fuller uh, and Watson Hopkins. I I was never high on Hopkins, you know this, but I yep. gotta tell you, I, I like what I'm seeing now that you don't Watson have to like the guy, just respect I just, his talent. I, I can respect his talent, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. There you go. So. 
All right, folks, you have been listening to the Under the Hoodies podcast. And if you're on Facebook Live, you've been watching the Under the Hoodies podcast. And just a quick shout out uh, to Dan, because yes, I will respond. Uh, no, I'm not vegan. Uh, I'm sorry for not losing the shirts. And there's not enough that Adam Sandler has done in the last 10 years to talk about him for any length of time. I can't believe Netflix paid so, him all that money. I think that's all you had up there. Um, he hasn't made a good movie in like 10 years. At least. Yeah. At least. I mean, The Longest Yard was his last best movie, I think. Yeah, it's a remake. Exactly. It's not even an original yeah. idea. No, I know. So. so. All right, guys. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at TonyQs44, at Petey Stitz, P E T E Y S T I T Z, at Under the Hoodies. You can find us on Facebook. Under the Hoodies Podcast. And uh, much like Tony Schiavone on Monday Night Show, uh, we are out of time! The NW is coming to the ring, and oh my god, it's staying out of the rafters! We'll see you guys next week.